This is Poetry on the Move, Summer Readings. In this episode, Judith Beveridge. Judith Beveridge lives in Sydney. Her seventh collection of poetry, New and Selected Poems, will be published by Giramondo in 2018. Her previous volumes have won a number of prizes, including New South Wales, Victorian and Queensland Premier's Poetry Awards, the Grace Levin Poetry Prize and the Wesley Michael Wright Prize. She has also been a recipient of the Philip Hodgins Memorial Medal. She was poetry editor for Mianjin from 2005 to 2015. Her work has been studied in schools and universities. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Um, lovely to be here. Um, I'll start off with a couple of poems, older poems, uh, about India, and then I'll move on to some new work. Uh, this one's called Man Washing on a Railway Platform Outside Delhi. It's the way he stands, nearly naked in the winter sun, turning on and off the railway station tap. I have seen people look less reverent tuning Mozart. I have seen hands give coins to beggars appear nonchalant compared to the way his hands give this water to his body. Don't tell me this is a man released for a moment out of poverty, a man who wants the penance of each cold drop, a man who wants the smell of his neighbours to vanish from his skin, who wants to taste what is beyond the scum and effluent of the village ditch. And don't tell me each drop he takes to glisten his body will never be neutral, though he holds each clear spill with a quality. It isn't just the water. It's the way his hands take the water from the tap to his body. It's the way he attends each pour. It's the way he decants the water back and forth, as if receiving instruction for the repetition of the names of God. And it's the way he knows his poverty without privacy, and the way, though the water is free, he takes careful litres. You probably know that um, in India they um, take the cow dung and uh, shape them into sort of patties and they, they dry them to use as fuel. Uh, this one's called the dung collector. Each morning she wipes the sweat that runs from under the red dupata veiled across her face and lifts another load with a gasp. Soon she'll sit with her stupors of dung and hallow the flies. Soon she'll pray each stack into the day's japatis, each new vat of dung into a tureen of dal to stir above the evening smoke. And she'll work another hour or two raking the unbaked yet steaming dung from the mud. I have seen heifers given more freedom to wander the earth than this woman who carries another load to her wall than chance with the traffic. She could be any woman humming at a task, moving a ladle through vichyssoise in a perfumed apartment off a sunny boulevard, 
watching light slip into a room like a spoon into ingredients for hollandaise sauce. While she contemplates the arrival of guests, the early yellowing of the alder leaves. Clearly though, this is not about workmanship, not about having a thankful heart in a beautiful place, not about being a speck in the slurry of a rushing Punjabi street, or about a woman who must save herself by labour and prayers. It's about a woman who must live under the anus of a cow as if it were her star, who must slap dozens of discoloured moons onto the side of her house for an orange sun to bake, who hears the sighs of the world as a bracelet slip up and down her arms like the songs of insects in overflowing grass, about a woman who bends to scoop dung into a dish each morning with her arms and hands and looks straight into my eyes. This one's called Walking in the Reserve. The casuarinas and apple gums are full of honey eaters, chaffering finches, crows sounding their adenoidal ka-ah, ka-ah, and karawongs with bubbling subsongs and mellow silver flutings. It's summer. The cicadas pulsate as loudly as the council's irrigation sprinklers turning with jet propulsion over the grass. We all ache for an off button, but turn the bend and everything quietens. A heron looks as if it's within contemplative striking distance of ineffable mystery. Wood ducks daddle, settle where a runnel thins and trickles, scatsings over pebbles. An egret takes off, creaking like an oar, just as a boat's wash shepherds swamp hens upstream and wind in the reeds whispers, Jesus, sweet Jesus, I'm short of breath and sleepless. At the next turn, round silver webs, as if someone had lasered a stack of CDs into the finest openwork, then tossed them into the branches. Butcher birds call rusty stuff, rusty stuff, as if trying to high tune a stretch of old fence wire. Then they flip sagas and twang open a riff of bluegrass. But it's the magpies I love, calling as, as if lowering a bucket into a creek, pulling it up cool and welling then tippling there, a sound on tap in the morning and at dusk. I'd like to thank Liz Murphy uh, for publishing this one in the Canberra Times. I think it was just... Uh, in the paper last Saturday, I think, uh, called Moon Poem. You're a spoonful of curds and you're falling light the way. You're the line of face paint under the bottom lip of a clown. You're a smithereen of tusk. You're silk wound with gilded wire. You're the broken remains of a silver handshake. You're the grave goods buried among children of war. You're a glass slipper brimming with vodka and champagne. You're a squirt of milk from a sow's udder. You're a post-operative gauze bandage. You're a sleeping carriage on a continental train. You keep good quarter like the eye of an owl. 
You're forever rising and falling like a monetary unit. You're a plague sore on darkness. You're a private secretary in a whitewashing officialdom. You keep your powder dry and keep your breath to cool your porridge. Your aloofness is self-taught. You gleam like an apostle spoon, gift at a baptism. You're a feather of the harvest goose, a tool of the head reaper. You do house calls naked. You're a zero, the point from which all reckoning begins. Um, a few years ago I went to uh, Scotland um, mainly to see where my, my father was born and my father was born in a, uh, what was once a, a fishing village um, in the north of Scotland at Peterhead. Um, and as soon as I got to Peterhead uh, I really had this feeling that I just wanted to leave because it, um, its sort of mood and atmosphere was quite distressing and very oppressive. Um, it felt as if like a lot of the places in Scotland, um, it has gone through a lot of uh, difficult times with uh, social problems and, and so forth. Peter Head. Far out, white caps, wind, a few boats, gulls as querulous as orienteers in bleak weather. The moon, a fillet of whiting lying in a sky of sour ice. Stone houses, Side streets with shadows limping like cruel dogs. In corners, light is stacked, obsolete weaponry. But I've come here to be with the shadows, the wind and the cold, dark harbour, and the clouds more shabby and broken than the council flats. There's history in the fissured cliffs. In the light, the air rusts at dusk. I can see my father in the armoury of his youth, striding along these streets. But the town that sinks, sinks us all, someone said, and the future settled in with its awful weather, its injuries and its sea breath. Uh, I'll just finish with one more. Um, just a small poem. Um, I was watching a... Um, a praying mantis stalk a, a caterpillar in, in a bush in our garden. Uh, yes, so this is called Dusk. A praying mantis is stalking a caterpillar, micro-nicking its way along the jasmine. Close up, the caterpillar is as black and furry as mould on ten-day-old bread. Move back. It's a teased-out skein of wool wicking the evening dew. Suddenly the mantis pulls up its knees, rests its serrated feet against its abdomen and intensely rocks. It looks as if it's about to shimmy or breakdance on spring-loaded legs. Then it stops, waits, steadies its head, calms its quavering body, a compass needle, aligning north. Next it holds out its arms as if it were about to take up a baton. The caterpillar is shuffling, a slow boogaloo, pulling no burden except its unperceived death. Thank you.
That was Judith Beveridge. Poetry on the Move is supported by IPSI, the International Poetry Studies Institute at the Centre for Creative and Cultural Research at the University of Canberra. Thank you for listening.